to episode 21, 21, 21, 21, 21 of Turn Bark Time. I am the turn. I'm the bark. And we're still going to be here a long time. Today's episode was supposed to be a Thursday shenanigans, but I will take full responsibility. <laughs> I fell asleep on my couch and I did not wake up when Barker called me on Skype and my phone. So all on me, I take full responsibility for that. Uh, so this is going to be a Friday shenanigans, so hopefully you enjoy it. Uh, we are going to talk about something that I'm pretty impassioned about. I would say that I'm a firm believer, uh, and that is our furry friend and the ultimate social distancing champion, also the world hide-and-seek champion, that is Bigfoot or Sasquatch, or many of the other names he goes by or she goes by. The Skookum, uh, Slapu. Yep, from the natives. Lots of them. Lots of them. Absolutely. So, again, one of the big things here, Bigfoot is supposed to be this abnormally large humanoid figure uh, that wanders the Cascade Mountains of Washington State and Oregon, supposedly, as well. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's such a fun topic, and there's it's played up so much, right? Like, I mean, you guys probably have seen before where, like, you've had the debate in your household whether or not it's real. Um, one of my favorite lines is, like, there's a Family Guy episode where, like, we're going to show you a picture of what looks to be a Sasquatch that will sure spark debate in your household. And then it's, like, they show, like, a picture, and it's, like, Clearly, that's that's a real. It's like no, it's not. But cl- no, look look at it. Why would anyone make that up? Like, and it just goes on and on. So, so Washington, according to the BFRO, the Bigfoot Research Organization, um, Washington State has the most Bigfoot or Bigfoot-like creature because all over the country. There are sightings of, you know, I think down south they call it like the skunk ape. Yeah. Um, skunk ape or swamp ape or something like that. It's, I think it's interchangeable. Yeah. But in Washington state, it is Bigfoot or Sasquatch. Sasquatch, uh, you want to talk about the etymology? Um, where do words come from, daddy? Um, Sasquatch is taken from a Salish language, which was a language group that was in um, – Western Washington, uh, Oregon, and British Columbia, and the tribe that actually kind of like, I guess, had the word that became anglicized into Sasquatch was in southern BC. So we straight up lifted that. And then like another term like skookum, um, I think we had a poem in our advisory curriculum a couple of years ago about the skookum. Yep. And it was about this guy at the top of the mountain and stuff. Skookum comes from the Chinook language family from Chinook jargon, which is kind of like right here where this like Washington's like hugging my head. Um, that's for the Chinook Indian tribes were. And so skookum in Chinook meant strong, brave, or impressive. And so like, I always think when you drive up I-5, there's a place called like skookum Creek. Yeah. Um, and then once you get back in towards the mountains, which is where these creatures are supposed to habitate, and you can see that a lot of the sightings are the black dots there on the map. They follow the Cascade Mountain Range and then kind of up into the Okanagan, Okanagan Highlands. And there's a little bit down in the Blue Mountains, but almost none in the Columbia Basin. So sorry, Quincy, 
you're probably not, you know, according to the data, yeah, as suspect as it could be, yeah. um, you're not very likely to see one of these guys walking down the street. So what is it? There's there's eight counties in Washington, of course, all from the BFRO that don't have any sightings on record. And Grant County is one of those. And there's many of them are in the, you know, Columbia Basin area where there are no mountains, where the you wouldn't expect to see one. Like if, even if you're when you talk to like cryptozoologists, so people who are looking for animals that may or may not exist, whether it's the Tasmanian tiger. Um, at one point, they thought like gorillas were fictitious animals. So that's actually a fun story. And I love bird walking. But when the Romans actually like land in Africa, there's like a there's these humanoid figures. Is it the Romans? Yeah, I think it's the Romans. And they basically talk about how they run into these creatures that look like us, but they they think that they're like these people. And they're just not sure, and they end up uh, it, it ends up being like gorillas is what they're talking about. So I always thought that was really funny. So we kind of where this begins, Bigfoot or Sasquatch goes back to Native American oral traditions. Like there's stories of I guess the big like hairy humanoids living in the Pacific Northwest with Native Americans or First Nations, because it does extend into Canada. Um, and I think at the at the White River Museum in Auburn, Washington, they actually have an exhibit on Sasquatch, and they have accounts or descriptions from 15 different Northwest tribes of Bigfoot or, or some other kind of like wild man Bigfoot creature. Really? And kind of some of the oh sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was saying, oh really. Yeah, yeah. Um and kind of the I guess the themes that they've picked up is like they generally steal food. Like if you leave fish out or you leave game out to like dry, mm -hmm. it could be stolen in the night. Sometimes they'll steal tools. Um and then you start getting kind of into like the the cultural like norm of having some sort of like boogeyman to keep kids at home at night. Yeah. So there are, there are accounts of Sasquatch, like stealing women, stealing um, children and then like using it. Some tribes used it as, you know, in the same form of like uh, La, La Llorona down yeah. in Mexico and other Spanish speaking yep. um, Central American countries where like, you have, like, you know, some sort of being or, or spirit that is out at night that if you are out, when you shouldn't be, when you should be at home, like asleep, yeah. you know, something bad will happen to you. Yeah, they're going to get you. And that was, that was, I read that for Native American tribes actually used it to, um, to really, that's how they described uh, the, the, the Sasquatch. And like what it would do is it was more of along the lines of scare children. Um, and it was like that, that was the type of method they used. And so, uh, you know, Oh, go ahead. I interrupted you. Go ahead. <laughs> um, I mean, like these they include the the Quinault. There's a tribe from the Vancouver Islands that the name was not something I would pronounce well enough that I would feel good about putting on YouTube. Yeah. Yep. Um, the Muckleshoot. There was a number of stories from the Muckleshoot tribe, um, and then the the Suquamish. I believe yep. I'm saying that. And and Lummi, the Lummi tribe as well. Okay. 
So, I mean, some of the some of the rather more established tribes in Washington that, you know, have reservations and such. And then there's there's debate about what happens. And also there's there's a pretty well-known guy who's a member of the Yakima tribe that worked for the Forest Service on kind of the backside, the eastern slopes. Mm-hmm who's done a, a number of research and stuff. And I mean, I remember growing up that my my dad, who's a pretty big Bigfoot enthusiast, saying stuff where like, you know, it, certain people that lived on the reservation, like if you lived on the backside of like Mount Adams and stuff, like there were certain things that like they, the women wouldn't go out, you know, like wouldn't go out in the woods by themselves, even in like modern times. Like, you know what I mean? It was just like, you don't do that. Like there's, there's some sort of squatching, just kind of a, a spoken thing, you know, like, like don't do it. Um, and then they said, some of the stories kind of say that as like Europeans show up, the Sasquatch like begins to like retreat into the mountains more and more. And there's kind of like conflicting evidence for some of them say like, he's this boogeyman, wild man who's going to steal your kids. And then there's others that are like, they just didn't like technology and they retreated back into the mountains because they didn't want, they didn't like all the new technology that was coming in with, you know what I mean? It's kind of, kind of that nature versus technology theme. Well, going back even further. So like one of the things we were looking at, and I'm going to probably say this wrong, um, but there is a, uh, there, so one of the first times we see Sasquatch, we try and figure out the origin story of them is uh, this thing. And I'm going to say it wrong. It's, uh, I think it's Gigantopithecus. Gigantopithecus. Yeah, Gigantopithecus. Uh, And so basically it was these, uh, it's the idea that it was a land migration, such as like what what we believe for humans, like the either land bridge, the Bering land bridge or crossing by water. But somehow they got over here um, because there is, uh, this guy was in a Hong Kong, uh, let me double check, see if I can find his name. He was in a Hong Kong uh, pharmacy and he came across the jaw of like a large humanoid like creature and so they asked him where he found it and they started finding more and more of these jaws and and apparently it's this creature that looks similar to an orangutan uh and was about 10 feet tall uh and and wandered and it's thought that they would probably have walked similar to orangutans with like their knuckles down and things like that um, but then start to think that like, oh, if we talk about evolution, that like these creatures are the Sasquatches that we see, right? Because Sasquatch, we call them Bigfoot because obviously we found tracks that are bigger than the average human foot. And so they take a look and say, okay, like usually a big feet uh, corresponds with height. And so you're thinking a taller creature, right? Something that's, you know, not normal human size. And and that they came over here and have worked their way into these mountains and stuff like that. And come on, folks, there's too many black dots behind Barker's head to not think that there's something out there. And to get an idea of what a Gigantopithecus would look like, if you watch the newest computer animated version of the Jungle Book, that is actually what yeah. King Louis King yeah. Louis is uh, modeled after what they believe a gigantopithecus would look like now a lot of people would say one of the biggest i guess kind of like problems people have with the gigantopithecus theory is that orangutan right are orange or like reddish orange in fur color and sasquatch runs the gamut from like black to white to silver to brown red you know i mean all these different kinds of like hair colors so who maybe maybe it's an adaptation um and then when you start kind of getting 
people moving west, these stories, these oral traditions that settlers would write off as, you know, stories, where the tribes would be like, no, you don't understand. Yeah. Like, it, there, and there's always kind of like this spiritual nature to Bigfoot, too. Like, maybe he has, like, uh, I think it's, this is from back, we, we said we weren't going to talk about other parts of the country, but I... Now we can talk about it. It was, I think, somewhere in Oklahoma, they talk, they, the native name for Bigfoot is, like, he who makes you forget. And that, that kind of, if you think about psychology, like, when the body experiences something that it can't process, like, some, it, it, it can just edit stuff out. Yeah. And but so, it, like, you know, you freeze. It's that fear response. Yeah. So... You never know. You never know. And I mean, it's, I would almost say living in Washington, you can almost find within five degrees of yourself, maybe even three, I would say even three. This is not scientific, by the way. It's just my guess. <laughs> you could find somebody who has some sort of a Bigfoot story. Yeah. First. Yeah. And I, I would agree with that. It's, it's always something that that's crazy out there and stuff like that. And, and you just think about, you know, the odds of seeing something that can't be explained. You know, we talked about UFOs earlier and stuff like that and, and the unidentified flying objects. There's tons of things out there that can't be explained. And how hard is it to believe that there is this race of like, I don't know how to describe it. I mean like humanoid uh, ape like people that walk on two feet. Yeah. I mean that can, but they, they, they have lived in this solitude for a while, you know, and maybe like they're maybe they're uh, I mean my guess is they're solo creatures right because you never see like two of them at once you always it's always someone sees one of them and catches a glimpse of them uh, and you know so maybe they come together to mate one time and then they make one and that's it and, and then they just are out roaming and maybe their women don't go out <laughs> maybe maybe it's just <laughs> they, their men are they're like no don't go out there's white people and humans and all this stuff. So um, one of the best stories, being that I'm from Longview, Washington, um, there was a story in the 19, 1924 in the Oregonian dealing with what's, what became and still known as Ape Canyon up by Mount St. Helens. Yeah. Uh, I think it was like eight miles away from Spirit Lake. There were five prospectors who were up there looking for gold and apparently encountered un, like four, I think it was four Bigfoot, Big Feet. And they, like, shoot at them. They injure one, kill it, and apparently, like, falls off a cliff. And then, like, they run away, go back to their cabin. And then, like, that night, their their cabin is, like, pelted with, like, large stones. And, like, they can say that these big they, – they describe them as four – seven-foot-tall, 400-pound gorilla men, uh, like, pound on the cabin. And at one point, like, break a hole in the roof and, like – and they're like only the dawn, like when daylight comes, they like go away and the people like book it back down to Kelso and then like tell everybody about or later describe what happened. And then there's also been um, being that we're just now kind of like commemorating the 40th anniversary of the eruption yeah. of Mount St. Helens. There's always been some kind of like there's reports of as they were taking away all of the animals that were killed by the volcanic blast that you know there's I, I i couldn't find it but i i know i've seen it i've read it multiple times there's an account of this big hairy arm like hanging out of like a net as they're like taking up a bunch of like deer and elk that were killed during the you know yeah. the eruption and people are like oh dude it had to be you know 
Sasquatch. The government was taking away the Sasquatch. So, so it's, a, it's a fun thing to talk about. Like, it's just a cool, it's an interesting, like, thing. It's a myth from our section of the country or a fact, you know what I mean? But it's at least a legend that's built up. And something, yeah, there you go. I was trying to make that fit my screen, and it did not work, so. This is the from the Patterson-Gimlin, um, I think Gimlin? Yeah, I want to say it's Gimlin. Yeah, it's... Uh, Patterson's the one that gets the credit for it most of the time. Uh, Robert Patterson and Bob, I think it's Gimlin. It's yeah. either Gimlin or Gimlin. But um, this is from 67 down in California, Bluff Creek, California, Northern California. These two guys were out in the woods and there'd been reports before of loggers encountering odd things in the woods as they were logging and they come across this come across this creek bed and this is one of the most scrutinized videos you know the ball time they've stabilized it taken out the shaky cam tried to look at the biometrics of how it walks and you know the biomechanics of it and stuff like that and, and really people just can't ever agree and i know you know my, my fake niece, Caitlin Ramsey, if you're out there, we are at probably like the 15-minute mark here talking about something that you're just convinced doesn't exist and your dad is watching. Um, <laughs> Don't pay attention. But, I mean, it's, it's just one of these things that people love to try and find. It's science. Like, you can't prove that it does exist, but you can't prove that it doesn't, doesn't exist either. So, I mean, you know, something's not – something is only truth if it hasn't been disproven yet. Yeah. So we went, we would go on long things in college. Uh, there was a show that was called like going squatching and I think it was on Netflix. Uh, but like I would go over to my buddy Tyler's house and all of his roommates would like just sit around, like watch it. And they would have like Sasquatch marathons trying to figure out. And I was like, well, why don't we just go up and look for it? Like, let's just go try and find it. And they're always like, no, man, you can't like find a squatch. And I was like, well, then what are they doing? You know, I was like, oh, I'm just going to watch people on TV. So. But I mean, it's one of these things that it really has become part of um, part of the culture in the Northwest. So you think about like Caitlin the Seattle Ramsey Supersonics. Volleyball. Yeah. Huh? Caitlin, our fake our fake niece's uh, volleyball team. Yeah. Spokane uh, Community Colleges or the Community Colleges of Spokane Squatch. are the Sasquatch. Roll yeah. Squatch. Roll Squatch. Hashtag. Um, but do you know how many high schools have a Sasquatch mascot in Washington? In Washington? I'd probably go out like two or three. None. None? Really? Yeah, I have, I've yet to find a high school that uses Sasquatch as a mascot. And I, maybe because he is cryptozoological. But I mean, yeah. like, you have the, we have dragons. Yeah. You know, so I don't know why we don't have... Sasquatch, but whatever, man. I'm just, I was surprised. Build a new school, Bark. You got it. <laughs> Oregon, Oregon has two schools that are the honkers. Um, honkers, yes. They're like in the same league too. They are, I don't know if they're in the same league, but they're close enough together. They play each other. So there's some geese on geese action there. Um, lots of feathers. Yeah. But I take a gander at that. <laughs> other examples. So I talked about the Supersonics. Their mascot used to be Sasquatch. Yeah. Like it was a guy in this like Sasquatch costume. Probably one of the most famous iterations of Bigfoot right now. I'm gonna make sure to put it behind my head here just so it's in frame. Um is the Jack Link Sasquatch, like messing with Sasquatch, right? That's the that's the tagline for Jack Links. And then, uh, the, and then oh, go ahead. 
the newest commercial is the one for progressive insurance where Flo's sitting out there in the woods and he's talking about how he's like, people used to try and take a picture of me. Now they're just taking pictures of their RV and their boat. And, uh, and then he goes, she goes, well, people are moving on Bigfoot. And he like looks down at his feet and he goes, my name's Carl. Um, and then probably for people in Mr. Turner and I's generation, yeah, Bigfoot that we know, um, is Harry from Harry and the Hendersons, which is a what is a 1987 film, I believe. I think so. About a Seattle family that takes the trip out towards Mount Rainier, um, in the intermittent lighting amongst the trees of the beautiful Northwest, um, they accidentally clip bigfoot and they think he's dead so they put him on top of the car and they take him home and they have all kinds of crazy hijinks if you haven't seen harry and the hendersons i highly recommend it a watch definitely worth a watch um maybe not the best for small children the beginning's a little scary um he is a large ape man so keep that in mind you know oh fun fact pierce county has the most sightings according to the bfro Let's go. Which if you think about it, it's Tacoma and like Puyallup, like working its way back towards. But it works towards Eatonville and like Highway 2 towards Mount back Rainier. towards Mount Rainier. Yeah. Where so. there are just copious amounts of acres with not very many people. Oh, totally. You go up to Eatonville, LB and stuff like that. Like I, like, I remember hunting over there and the, like the LB store was like, there's one store, one gas station, one burger stand. But that was, and then the, the store was the post office. So that was that. That was how they claimed to be a town. <laughs> Sounds like Adna, which I'm. I was told by one of my students to give a shout out to Mr. Som, who's also a big Bigfoot enthusiast in our oh, building. Huge. So, um, the other thing. Oh, if you ever you ever get bored, and it's one of the few things that my dad uses the internet for, is mm-hmm. to look up stories on the the BFRO. There's a, a great one about the cowmen. It's I I want to say the sighting somewhere on the the western side of Washington, but it's this little boy who lives, the family lives out in the woods, traditional, you know, kind of beginning of every story in Washington, it seems, in Hollywood, because nobody writes about the east side. Um, Bummer. <laughs> but, uh, Although Red Dawn was in Spokane. <laughs> yeah, but they filmed it in Michigan. Yeah, I know. Hashtag not my Red Dawn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still waiting for the Russians and the Cubans. Um, anyways, if you don't know what that means, watch the original Red Dawn. Yep. Um, highly recommend as well. Yep. Gosh, the 80s were great. Yep. Um, <laughs> but anyway, where was I? I lost my train of thought. You were oh, the cowmen. This yeah, little cow boy, like, I can't remember how it comes up, but, like, the parent, like, asks the kid, like, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, I'm – he's like, I'm talking to the cowmen. And he's like, what are you talking about? He's like, well, there's these big guys that come to, like, my window at night and, like, make these grunting noises like cows. And you just read it, and you're like, holy crap. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's just freaky. And, I mean, like, I lived out in the sticks. Like, yeah. I mean, it's we had running water and whatnot. I mean, we're not, you know, doomsday preppers, you know, living in the mountains. But uh, there, was, there was a couple times walking home at night, you know, and, like, there's street lambs. What are street lambs? Yeah. You know, we were, we were cricker kids. We lived on Abernathy Crick. <laughs> and then people, you know, everybody that lived next to the creek was our neighbors, no matter if it was one mile away or five miles away. Yep. And there was a couple times walking home in the dark that you're sitting there and you just kind of, you know, your hair, that that primal like fear response or like, you know, like you're the little bunny. Yeah. 
Yep. And you're like, uh-oh, there's something dead. bigger than me, which is why I don't swim in the ocean. Um, oh, good Lord. <laughs> I know, I know. There's lots of stuff in the ocean, but <laughs> better than Bailey. Hashtag better than Bailey. <laughs> uh, oh, that's funny. But there's, there's been a couple times where, I mean, you know. Oh, yeah. I've kind of like had the hair prickles on the back of my neck kind of going, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, I've had that when I, you go hunting and I've gone hunting by myself and stuff like that. And you sit there and you, when you wander and you're, it's a bright sunny day, but you wander into that patch of like just trees and it's beautiful, but now it gets a little bit darker and you kind of like are looking around like, huh, something could be watching me and stuff like that. As far as we know, I mean, like, obviously we have a mixed variety of what Sasquatch, what, right. Taking women and children is the native American lore more modern uh encounters with the sasquatch have been more peaceful i guess or just like they, more avoidance like they're trying to avoid being seen or when push comes to shove they're trying to convince you to leave yeah whether it's through vocalization or like rock throwing or something like that but it, it's generally not flat out like aggression against you yeah they don't attack you and of course, the, the the other example, the conspiracy theorist in me says that's because they're not leaving any evidence, you know, just like because like orcas, orcas don't attack humans. So we yeah. think because we've never had anybody live to tell about it. Yep. Genius. So um, if you ever see my dad, my dad has a great Bigfoot story. Uh, my dad's a, a wonderful storyteller and like, honest to goodness, um, I believe him. And that's one of the reasons that like, I have a healthy kind of you know, like biblical respect or fear <laughs> of this creature. I'm not going to go out in the woods and like challenge it to a, a throwdown. I'm a, I'm a little tubby hobbit. He's going to take me out easy. But uh, I drive white pass all the time. I haven't seen one yet. Yeah. But the, you'd think they'd avoid the road. So. And there's a, there's, there's dumb people in every, in every animal race has dumb ones. That's true. That's true. So. But yeah. All right. So let us know in the comments what you think. Yeah. Do you fun. think Bigfoot exists? I mean, well, let's just get a little bit of, you know, keep it, keep it clean, keep it respectable. Yeah. But, yeah. but let get, us know. Let us know what your opinion is. Are you yeah. like, oh, no, it's impossible. Caitlin Ramsey. Um, <laughs> are, I mean, are you are you willing to wonder, you know, yeah. like the rest of us who, you know, we why not? Why can't there be? And it's just it's so interesting that across the world in mountainous regions, there there's, tends to be what yeah absolutely and hairy people but i mean like think about this like right? we so like in the northwest we have bigfoot right like there's the swamp ape skunk ape right that that are in like the appalachia right yeah and then you have the uh they call it the abominable snowman right or the yeti, or the yeti right so that's in the himalayas right like one of the guys um uh, i trying to remember who it was I thought we talked about him earlier. Didn't we talk about that guy earlier? The UFO guy, right? Because then he wanted to go... Who's the guy? He wanted to go shoot a Yeti, and he died doing that. And he had done something else. Maybe I'm thinking the wrong thing. I, I'm sure there has been a person. I'm trying to think. Okay, now I'm having a brain fart, because it was literally like this guy who wanted to go find something. And then... Dang, I'm having just a massive brain fart. Anyway, he went to go find a Yeti in the, and he died in the Himalayas after achieving something. 
He like wanted to go. It was the Japanese guy who wanted to go find somebody. He did it. Lived with him. Oh yeah, we were talking about this when the World War II on the island. The guy went and found him on the island. I think I was telling you about that, right? Yeah. He was like last. He was the guy who got paraded around. Uh, World War. It was when we were talking about World War II. And he got paraded around, and then he wanted to go shoot the Yeti in the the Himalayas, and he died in the Himalayas, trying to find the Yeti. Yeah, and then like in Indonesia, there's there's a a cryptozoological being um, called the orang orang pendek, which okay. are actually small people, like pygmy ish people, but they're they're like miniature Sasquatch. And some of the native cultures talk about, I think it was the Muckleshoot called them stick men. They talked about there were big people, the natives, and little people that were hairy. And then, like, when the white people showed up, the little people and the big people went to the mountains huh. because they didn't like the Europeans or whatnot. Um, so, but, like, there's – it's just really interesting that there are, you know, kind of kind of a it, – it's just really yeah. suspicious that every culture or a lot of cultures have some sort of, like, hairy wild man yeah. that – fits within a pretty similar like you know like if you put them in a like a police lineup yeah it's really hard to figure out which one's which yeah totally so, true so not I, saying that it was bigfoot but it was bigfoot it was bigfoot so we're gonna bigfoot hashtag do you believe again put in the comments we'd love to hear from you uh next week we are going to do a lesson on african americans or africans in the united states uh through we'll probably honestly cover history up to like through colonization up through uh the modern period because i mean that's what the chapter of the book does we're going to cover the first part of it um which is going to talk about the role of slaves and everything like that and then the uh shenanigans for next week we will announce for next week when we decide so as long as we stay awake for them. Yeah, my bad. It's on me. It's on me. I take the total credit for it. So, uh, until next time, I'm the turn. I'm the bark. And we're going to be here a long time. Have a good night, everybody. Stay safe. And be well. Peace out.